Messi. Oh. Oh. Messi! Hello and welcome back to Three at the Back with me, your uh, loving host. Yeah, let's go with that. Ben Henry Washford. Uh, I'm joined as always by the lovely Luke Bosher. Hello, hello. And the. Uh, I can't think of an adjective for him, so we'll just go with Felix Parkin. Hello. Nice he has got some nice glasses on today, actually. He's got some, got some lovely little glasses on that he's got on today. Is that to look smarter? Um, no, it's because my left eye is becoming more and more lazy, um, because <laughs> I'm supposed to wear glasses when I look at screens, and I'm supposed to have done that for two years, and I have not, so my eye has become increasing more, increasingly more lazy, so now I am wearing my glasses when I look at screens, as I am right now. Your left eye doing the Lionel Messi and not tracking back like it, like it once did. Um, exactly we that, like, We like to see that. Uh, this week, I'm sure all of you are aware that, um, well, God knows when this will go out because we're recording at 11pm uh, on a Friday night, the day before hashtag restart times two. Uh, the Premier League is back. I'm sure we're all super duper excited about it. I know that I am. Um, the Championship has already come back. The mighty Watford scraping a 1-0 against Neil Warnock's Middlesbrough. We won't spend any more time on that. If you watch the game, you'll know it was dire. Um, But last year, we made some predictions, and this year, we're going to do the same. Now, before we get into the predictions, would any of you like to um, explain why you may have made such poor predictions? Would you like to bargain with the audience? I I think what it was for me (laughs) is Dean Smith's mum persuaded me that they were going to have a big season. Do you, if you if you remember, we saw an in, a lovely interview with Dean Smith's mum, I believe, with Birmingham uh, yep. TV. I remember that, and uh, that that stayed in my mind, and it, it, it clouded my judgment as to how it, good Ashton Villa were. Don't worry, I, I've learnt my lesson. It was a lovely interview conducted by our very own Felix Parkin, um, but yes. Uh, she did convince us that Villa were going to do a lot better than they did, but they're still in the Premier League, which is more than you can say for. Uh, it's more than I so, wanted, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> I suppose we can we can start off uh, with 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 surprise package prediction. Um, Luke Bosher, Villa to finish in the top ten. Uh, that was your prediction. Yikes! Yeah. Hate to see it, mate. Hate to see it's, it. It's not. Yeah, it's not a great one. Um, Felix, you went with Everton to get top six. Oh, oh <laughs> no. See, I was on the right lines. I was on the right lines. Were you? I just just picked the wrong club that plays in blue. (laughs) That's a terrible way of defending yourself. I, uh... Go on. Yeah, I was going to say, I can't remember the specific conversation, but I'm pretty sure, although I said Everton, I did say that it could have been one of three or four clubs that would break the top six, because the point was more generally that the top six would be broken big six would be broken by a club and it was uh you called Moyes Ken Moses Keen um and then you laughed <laughs> yes and then you laughed at me when I said that Tammy was a better signing than than Moyes Keen I also said how good Pulisic was and how Pulisic was better than Bernard I don't I don't want to go into how right I was but you know we don't have to we don't have to do that right now um well, uh, my... were there any were... Were there any more shockers, Ben? Or, or what was uh, your surprise? My surprise package was that Watford uh, were going were gonna to have a real struggle with their season. They were going to really struggle. And this was just after Javi Gretzio had signed a big, big contract. Um, I said that they didn't get the transfers right. I said they wouldn't go down. So I'll accept that I was wrong there. But I'm going to take that one as a, as a, as a big bang from me. Um, in terms of other shockers, because there were a few. Uh, big season. Um, I said Marcus Rashford. Pretty good. Uh, I think I think Felix said James Ward-Prowse, which you know he's in the England setup. We'll take that. Uh, Luke Bosher said Ross Barkley. <laughs> I'm not going. I'm not going to. I'm not going to go near that one. To be honest, tough uh, to see for Ross. Tough to see. Um, apart from that, lots of middling. You know, we had top scorers Kane, Salah, wrong, but you know 
I'm sure everyone had that. The the manager that was sacked was Javi Garcia. None of us, none of us predicted that one. Um, I'm going to stand by. We should have been Fark. Daniel Fark should have been gone, but you know, no, no don't have the bottle. No, 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 no. Um, Are we saying, in conclusion, that we know nothing, and the next half an hour is likely to be completely wrong? I don't want to get put in with you lot because I I, ba- I think I banged my predictions. I had Leicester to win a cup. They didn't, but they, you know, they're in Europe. So Brilliant. Your first example of you being right was you actually being wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a fair cup. It's a fair cup. Okay, your I predictions think... were bang on, but the opinions you give throughout the season more than make up for that. Yeah, and, and as Mason Greenwood and Phil Foden have shown, banging <laughs> is often... Then, where are then, you going with this? Then, where are you going with this? Then has to result in a very, very public apology. So for the for the for the for the tape, um, <laughs> Felix is not making any accusations about anything that anyone might have done or not done on a trip to Iceland. Um, All I'm saying is, I, I think you might have to make a very, very public apology in about three months' time when your predictions that you're about to say turn out to be completely wrong probably be nine months time for greenwood and foden wouldn't it yeah probably (laughs) (laughs) let's just jump straight in with with predictions uh the obvious one the big one the big money none of us got this last year we all went for city who's gonna win the title city again start with start with luke city again strong why yeah i back it i just don't i don't liverpool's transfer business doesn't convince me if they bring in Thiago, get rid of Ronaldo, I could see it. But I think City back stronger. <laughs> I just uh, th- this is this is almost word for word exactly why you said Liverpool <laughs> wouldn't win the title last year. <laughs> yeah, but this is this is like Ben Ben. What you mean? This is like tossing a coin, right? It is. It very much 50-50. is. Fifty fifty. It's a fifty fifty um, shout. I think it's brave. Gen- genuinely, 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 it, it could be either of them. And I think, yeah, I just think City. Yeah, fair enough. Fee, are you going to back the boys in red? No. Um, (laughs) As far as I'm concerned, the title is an open goal this season. Um, I don't really know what what we've actually done. Um, It feels like we just stood still, and and we have. And Man City is there for the taking for them. They're going to have a point to prove. And um, yeah, I, I, I think it'll be Man City. Yeah, Jurgen Klopp and Felix Parkin both have one thing in common. They've both taken their eye off the ball. Um, Felix because he has a lazy eye and Klopp because he doesn't have the funds of a small oil nation behind him. I'm also yeah. going to go with City because if they get Koulibaly, which it is being reported that, that could happen, um, I just, I mean, <laughs> they could play about three different squads and still win the title. Um, and Guardiola, I think, is going to have, like, the rage of three universes behind him having gone out of the Champions League in quite the fashion that he did um, so there we go, everyone going with City, same as last year I hope we all have egg on our faces once again um, top four again, a very interesting package here we didn't we didn't do great on this one last year Fee, is it going to be a, a big six fest or could we see could we see someone oh, breaking oh, in? No, the big six this year is going to be. Sorry, the top six this year is going to be the big six. That I like. The I'm so excited for this season because, as far as I'm concerned, I'm looking at it. Liverpool, like I said, they've stood still. Right, we we still know Liverpool are a good good enough team, um, to to be all right this season, um, without having to make transfer business. But the problem is, City have strengthened Chelsea unbelievable transfer window it's fantasy football stuff from them they're signing signing players big players in every position that they need I love it Man United Donny van der Beek seems a decent signing Oli Gunnar Solskjaer had some momentum going at the end of last season Arsenal Arsenal fans for once I'm with you with your confidence going into the new season Arteta knows what he's doing you might be signing Partey in a war and then Spurs Spurs have some of the top players in the league. There's no denying that. The most consistent performers over the last four or five seasons, apart from last year, are at Spurs. And then they've got Jose Mourinho. 
Mourinho, full season, he always gets one good season out of club. So, as far as I'm concerned, the big six are going to be the top six. But here's my bold prediction, okay? People know me, my, my close mates might say that I'm saying this to cover my own back, right? But I did speak to them about this yesterday and they semi-agreed with me. I think that Liverpool have a strong chance of finishing outside the top four. <laughs> strong chance. I think there's a strong chance. Strong chance. Here's here's why, okay? We haven't had injuries before. Like, not serious injuries. Like, if we had the injuries that City had last year, I, I, I just don't see how we would be better than four of the top six with all the transfers that all those other clubs have made. I know you should never really predict with like, oh, what happens if you get injuries, but it just seems to me like the the motivation isn't the same anymore, and yeah, I'm worried about the strength and depth. So for me, my top four is Man City, Chelsea, Man United, and Spurs. In, is it is that order? That's in order. Is that in that That's order? in order. Yeah. I, whew. Luke, you want to go near that or? Mate, it's a good point because. Because this season is going to be very, there's going to be so many midweek fixtures, um, so many more than a usual season. So you'd, you'd expect injuries to be a lot higher. Liverpool not having injuries, I think, you know, you might say it's luck, but I feel like in part it's down to the excellent fitness coaching that Liverpool have on offer. Their fitness coaching is by far and away the best in the league. I feel like this is a known fact. Um, and I think that's a reason why they don't get injuries. They've added, you know, depth at the one position where they had no depth, which is, you know, Simicass is a is a you know a serviceable signing. I think Liverpool will get one or two more names. Um, I think they'll get one or two more names through um, to add a little bit of depth. They might shift a few the likes of Shakiri, Gruich. You know they can probably raise still like 30, 40 mil um, from squad players that they've got. But for me, Liverpool are definitely going to get top four. I I, it's a, I feel like that's a very pessimistic prediction. Moving on to my own. Um, I think Liverpool, for me, clear second. I think it's a real top two and then the rest uh, in terms of the Premier League. That's that's the way I'm looking at it. Um, but again, with one or two injuries, that could change. For, for me, I don't see that Spurs and Arsenal have done quite enough yet. Um I'm, I'm going to go Chelsea in third, United in fourth. Those could, those could easily swap around. Um, I think there'll be a bit of a gap between third and second, as there was this season. Um, I like the transfer business that Chelsea have done, obviously. Um, and I love, I feel like, annoyingly, Solskjaer's playing pretty good football. Donny's a pretty good signing. I think that, again, I think they'll definitely bring in a right winger, whether it's Sancho, remains to be seen. Um, and that'll be that'll be a great piece to their puzzle, because they, they can't really rely on 18-year-old Mason Greenwood to play on the right wing consistently every week especially when you have midweek games because you know who's deputising for him Lingard matter that's uh, not really the one for me chief um, Daniel James Daniel, Daniel James arguably plays better from the left uh, mm. as he proved in his Wales display uh, capped off with a, a lovely assist um, yeah I just don't you know, I don't see that Tottenham and Arsenal have done quite enough but I think Arsenal will definitely push push United and Chelsea um, for the top four yeah, no, I think I'm I'm pretty much on the same page as you. I, I I had a conversation with some mates about Chelsea recently, and I obviously I'm a huge fan of German football, so I know just how good Havertz and Werner are. I was a bit confused because they don't really play the same system. Like if if you were going to have both of them in their ideal system, Havertz wants the ball it at, at his feet as much as possible. Werner wants to be running in behind as much as possible. So it'll be interesting to see. One, where they play Havertz, because he sort of has played second striker, centre mids on the wing. Um, and then Timo Werner as well. Is he going to be the out-and-out out number nine? I'm looking forward to the system that Frank uh, takes on. And I do think that last year, expectations were so low. None of us had Chelsea in the top four. Some of us didn't even have Chelsea in the top six, because transfer ban, Eden Hazard was gone, Frank Lampard at the reins. He did an incredible job with kids. I mean, there's no two ways about it. But now, he's spent £200 million um, he's got the positions that he wanted. By the looks of it, it seems like he's got the players that he wanted. Um, still got Kepper in goal, although that might change uh, with Mendy coming in. Although you'd still think that Kepper would be the starting goalkeeper because um, he costs 70 million. Um, 
So you will still be going to the season with a goalkeeper that doesn't move towards the ball when it's on target, which is a bold strategy if you want to uh, consistently finish in the top four. I think that Frank Lampard now, if if you go on and you and you are competitive and you do really well and the system works and the players come off, fantastic, all credit to him. If it's a slow start, I think he's going to have a lot of pressure at his door. I think that Ollie's United seem a lot more settled in what they are and who, where they're going next season. For that reason, I'm going to go Man City to win the title, Liverpool second, just because I think that, again, like you said, in terms of a team that's going to get injured with more fixtures, you want a good fitness team. So I think that, ironically, Liverpool might have fewer injuries than everyone else and so will survive this period better than anyone else. <clears throat> Third place, Ollie's Man United. I really like, I've liked Ollie from the start. I really like Rashford. I like Greenwood. I'm not a massive fan of Martial, but he's, you know, he's getting the goals. Fernandez is obviously a fantastic player. Love watching Pogba play. When Pogba's on it, is there anyone better really to watch like striding with that ball and putting in incredible little dinky passes? Van der Beek, big fan of as well. The, the defence leaves a bit to be desired, um, whether or not Maguire will be in or out of uh, police custody at the time. That will be something to see. But I'm going to go with Man United in third. And then finally, I'm an Arsenal fan. Do I think we'll get top four? No. Am I going to put them in my top four prediction anyway because I care about the club? Absolutely. Mikel Arteta, take us to the top four. Uh, Chelsea finishing fifth. Jose Mourinho, he's a good documentary maker. Has he got what Tottenham need? I'm not sure. Sixth place for me. Those are my predictions of the top six and the top four. I think we got through that and I think that one of us at the end of this is going to have egg on our face. I think it's Felix because he put Liverpool the champions outside of the top four. Either way, it's going to be a good clip show at some point. I can I can I just say that I don't I'm not thinking that we're necessarily going to have a terrible season. And in fact, I would my what I was saying yesterday to my close friends. What I'll say now is that although I think that there's a strong chance we'll finish outside the top four, I think we might go well in the Champions oh. League. Maybe oh, it's another big, so, another big prediction yeah. for when you get beaten well, by Olympiacos at home. Like, gen- generally, generally, I just think that it's going to be a tighter league. I can't see the title winners getting over 90 points this year. And I think that you could finish fifth and still play some decent football and have some great results. Like, I, I, I still think Anfield would be a tough place to go, but I just think over the course of the season, we might not, we might not make the top four. But Do you know what? That would make me happy. If we had a proper top four instead of a top two like it'd be nice to have a four horse race it really would be nice to see that um i don't think it's going to happen but it's a nice thing to think of what i do think we will have is a good relegation fight i said last year who i thought would get relegated i think i had sheffield united we all did that was a big old yikes from us but hey i think most people did we all had norwich well done pat ourselves on the back um and i had anyone from 13th down which i think was whether you look at the way that the relegation battle panned out, it's a pretty good prediction. It was a massive cop-out, um, but I think we might see a similar thing this time around as well because there's a lot of, there's a lot of dross in the Premier League down the bottom of the table. There are a lot of teams that I would have been happy to see the, the back of um, at the end of, of last season. Three of them did go down because they had to. I think lots of us would have liked to have seen four or five teams go down if we're being truly honest. I think that we're going to see a few new additions go down. Talk um, to me, Ben. Talk to me. It pains me to say... It, it pains me to say that I think Fulham are going to struggle um, for a multitude of reasons. Uh, I think that they just are going into a league too early for me. I, I don't think that... I, them getting into the playoffs, I was happy about for 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 my dad, obviously. Um, and it was obviously a great. It wasn't a great final. It was a very edgy final for a hundred and ten minutes, and then um, Joe Bryan scored <laughs> one of the, my favourite set piece goals ever. I just think that, that squad is so similar to the one that went down, and with three stands in a stadium in a in a COVID era if and when fans do come back, their capacity is going to be extremely low. Not only because they only have three stands, but it's a very old stadium and it's going to be very difficult to have 
secure protocols in place. So whereas you're going to have an Emirates or a, 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 a Spurs new stadium, you're going to have probably upwards of, of tens of thousands of people safely in a in a in a distance arena. I don't see how Fulham are going to have many fans in at all, and that's going to affect with, your with home the form. greatest respect to to Fulham and, and the Craven Cottage ultras. Not the loudest bunch, are they? No, but there is an atmosphere that has been created. You know, the clappy fans with the, with the fans <laughs> that clap along. Um, there's an element to that, but it, it's you know, it's a classically enclosed. Cool. Leeds will be quaking in their boots <laughs> to go down there, won't they? Oh, but it is. It's a classically enclosed stadium. It's it's small. It creates a louder. I mean, obviously the fans maybe not as loud as other stadiums, but it creates an atmosphere. I don't know if you've ever been down to Craven Cottage, but it is a mm-hmm. it's a nice old stadium to go to. So I I just think that squads yeah. combined with a multitude of factors combined with it just wasn't their time. I would have liked to have seen them see play one more season in the Championship, um, really work out who they want to be. And I think I've I've heard it said before as well in the Championship they won a lot of their games just by individual moments like you know knock up knocking one in from 35 yards or Mitrovic scoring a hat trick or Hector at the back who looks like a really good player just putting on a clinic and, and making sure they they scrape a one nil um having better players is not going to be the case in the Premier League you're not going to win games just by having better players and I think that's where they'll fall down so for me Fulham are going down um I'd like to see Villa go down <laughs> that's it that's my prediction yeah. I'd like to see them go down three of them partially because I think they played dreadful. Why? Because because part of me, they didn't have an identity last year for 38 games. If it wasn't for Hawkeye, they'd be in the championship. For Hawkeye messing up, they'd be in the championship right now. Um, Mm. I just, and I hate the idea that because they were a big club once, they belong in the Premier League. It's also an issue I have with with Leeds United. Um, You won't be surprised to hear. Um, And I'm really struggling with the third club that I, I think will go down because like I said, there is just so much dross at the bottom of the Premier League table. Like Crystal Palace last season, under the radar, had the first season where they didn't win a goal by a larger margin than two goals. And it was the first time that had happened without the team doing that being relegated. And they didn't score more than two goals in a match. That's mental to me. And it went completely under the radar because they were sort of mid-table because everything else was so dreadful below them. That, so that, that's, that's not correct. They did score more than two goals in a game. Did they? Oh, no, they didn't. No, more than two goals. Sorry. Yeah, they yeah. did. They never scored more than two goals. And it was the first time in, in the history of the Premier League that that had happened and the team weren't relegated. So, I mean, you right. look at even Brighton, like, had a bright start. I, I really enjoyed watching them play. They could easily go down. And what have they done in the transfer market? Um, yeah, I really don't like Brighton. <laughs> usually, oh, I'd be sticking Newcastle down there, but I think that actually. The additions of, of, I mean, I say you this, can't talk about every Premier League and... club, Ben. You can't. You have to I pick d- one okay, of them. Okay, all right. I'd, I... Come on, pick a team. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. If hard pressed, the team who I think. Oh my God! You're not announcing the X Factor winner, Ben. West Brom. West. It's going to be West Brom, isn't it? It's going to be West Brom, Fulham, and hopefully Aston Villa. Right. Get well... the Brummies out of the league is what I'm saying, basically. <laughs> Thankfully, for people listening, I totally agree with Ben on those three. Um, so I won't spend too much longer covering them because, Ben, you've done a wonderful job um, of explaining in detail, in great detail, as to why Fulham are going to get You can't relegated. let me ramble. You can't let me ramble. You can't um, let it happen. Yeah, Fuller, yeah um, Fulham, Villa and West Brom for me uh, for very similar reasons. I do, uh, low-key, though, I think, but I think I different, slightly differently to Ben, I think, Burn, I think Burnley... Uh, could be in real, real trouble this year. I think that's a great shout. Again, a lot of dross I in the league. Like... As well. Fee, hit me. Right, yeah. Uh, where do we start? Where do we... So, I, I completely um, disagree about two of the clubs with, with you. I think uh, Villa will have taken a lot of confidence from winning one game to stay up last season. Um, and I think West Brom... I think West Brom might be all right, you know. Slavin Bilic, good manager. And Is it? They've got some some silky silky players. Well, you have to remember that Slavin Bilic took West Ham to a sixth place finish, which brings me on to my point that West Dimitri Ham pa- will Dimitri be going Dimitri Payet down. took West Ham to a sixth. Oh, West that's Ham. a good take. I like that. West Ham. We like that. Will be going down. They are a shambles at the moment. Just generally, the whole club. 
just stinks. They need. It's almost so, like they that, need a relegation. Would, they need that a relegation. Of, is it Deang, just a reset? W- wouldn't you love it if Dean yeah. Garner scored the goal that relegated West Ham? Oh, inject it straight in. Could happen. Definitely could happen. And Dean uh, Garner, when he played for West Ham two years ago, did stand out a little bit as like, oh, this this is a good young player. And now they've sold him after a year's loan at West Brom, where he did quite well. Another player who I think will help West Brom to a better finish than what you two are saying. So, um, West Ham, down for me. Fulham are down. Like, they just don't have the players, like you say. And they don't have, they don't like, it's harsh, but they don't really have the fans either. I don't think, I, I know every single fan of Fulham loves their club as much as a fan of another club, but like I say, it's not an intimidating place to go. It's not like Sheffield United or Leeds or even Villa Park where you know you're going to be in for a test if the fans mm. are allowed in eventually. Um, so yeah, Fulham down. And my final one is just on a what you said, Ben, Crystal Palace. I don't really see what they've done to improve their team. Zaha doesn't want to be there. He was rubbish last year, let's be honest, because he didn't want to be there, in my opinion. Mate, Palace, um, have, signed, Palace have signed well. I think Palace have done well. well Batshuayi's a good well, bit of business. Eze's good, good bit of business. Nathan Ferguson's a pretty canny bit of business if he can get some fitness. Gaeta, I think, is an incredibly underrated goalkeeper in the league. I think he's definitely top 10. Top 10 keepers. Maybe, I just, maybe it's decent. It's a but decent in terms team. of in terms of momentum as well, they finished last season really badly. Um, so I, they just stick out in my mind. Like I know what you're saying about Burnley as well, but they just always seem to manage it. Brighton finished the season actually on quite a positive note, and Graham Potter will look to to use that to um, hopefully get some early points and see him, his team out of danger quite quickly which I could see happening. So, yeah, Palace stick out to me. So they're my final team. I genuinely, I wouldn't be surprised if like half the teams in the Premier League were not in the Premier League next season. Like Even teams like, uh, I don't like Adrian Durham, but he at one point said that his, basically, his bold prediction for next season is that Wolves will get relegated. But you look at it and you think, they had that Mate, big European think, run. Yeah. They're all, they, 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 I think they played for 383 days or something ridiculous in their season yeah. they're all shattered Doherty's gone The you've got to look at Jimenez is like thinking do I want to be playing at Wolves when I'm yeah I think he's going up on 30 now isn't he mm. like it's the prime of his life so I, it's one of those ones where like I would not be surprised I don't think it will happen I think Durham's just obviously going for the clicks but there's so many teams where you just think if Brighton weren't there fine if Crystal Palace weren't there fine like I just look at I wish that six teams could get relegated. I really do. Just shake things up just for a few years. Just really shake things up. I'd be happy with that. Um, but we is will, it a serious we'll... point about the team, like teams that come up from the championship, aren't as strong? But then you look at what Sheffield United did last year, and I've just said that I think Leeds and West Brom will do well. So, like, so how, no. how you, you've answered to... your own how... you've answered your own question. Yeah, but how... question <laughs> how's it got to how's it got to, how's it got to this point where where we're saying you know six of the teams are actually terrible? Like, no, yeah, I, dis- I, ju- I genuinely this... I, dis- I disagree with the fact that there's a lot of dross in the Premier League right now. Well, we'll uh, we'll have to always disagree because we're running out of time. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's look, it, I don't know, I don't know, maybe. The the top has has got so good that we're maybe spoilt for it. But uh, I just I just wouldn't be. It's not even that necessarily. There's lots of bad football being played. I just I look at so much of that league and I think I wouldn't be surprised if you weren't here next year. I wouldn't be surprised at all. But surprise is the name of the game for this next selection. Our surprise package for the season. What's the big shocker that's going to blow us all away? What's 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 going to take us all by shock, Luke? Um, for me, mate, it's a team that it's a team that you've spoken about already um, for the wrong reasons. Uh, I like to do positive predictions rather than negative ones because that's just how I live my life, you know. Um, but I actually think Brighton are going to have a good year. I'd like to see it. I, lo- I believe in Potable. I believe in the uh, in the three back that he's got going on. Uh, I love to see it. I think Ben White's class. Um, his future has been settled uh, and he's going to slot in on the right side of that defence and I think him, uh, Dunk and probably Adam Webster um, that's a pr- and Matt Ryan as well I feel like low-key that's a pretty good back line it's a strong um, defence 
Lamptey as well, I think, is uh, is a canny little figure uh, at right wing back. He's got loads of pace. If he can add a little bit more end product for me, I think he'll, he'll be a, a fantastic player uh, for the future. The one area where they are lacking, and I assume they're looking to... Um, they're looking to improve upon is the left wing back area um i think currently the best fit for that position is someone like solly march which is pretty terrible uh but if they can get someone decent in there i think they've got they've got a uh, good hope i like their midfield uh i think alexis McAllister, um the argentinian that they brought in i think he's gonna have a decent season as well adam lalana as well i love lalana absolutely love lalana I think um, everyone with English blood in their veins has a bit of love for Lallana. Yeah. Uh, and I like, I've, I've always, I feel like Neil Morpé is just a, just a lovable prick, isn't he? Yeah. You just love to see Good him little rat. scrap about. I love a rat. Um, and I just, I like, but again, it's one of those things, Ben, I, you, you call it a lot of dross in the Premier League. I just think it's the unpredictability that I think Brighton could have a, a good season. And, you know, I'll say again, I think they could, they could knock on the top half door. But equally, they could go down and it wouldn't overly shock me. And maybe I'm contradicting myself massively. But I think that's just the nature of the, the sort of bottom 12 teams of the Premier League. I think that anything is really possible. But just the way I'm looking at it now, I think um, I think for me, the hipsters are going, Southampton will have a big season and they might be who you pick. The hipsters of the hipsters, i.e. me, Brighton to have a big season. The South Coast is the place to be, basically. Unless you're Bournemouth in your and you're facing a second relegation, uh, I, get Netflix in there. I have heard, I've heard, I've heard a lot of people back Brian. So uh, how hipster a prediction it is is debatable, but I, I do agree with you, Luke. Like they've got a great. It looks like they they've got a team that is capable of maybe surprising us. What I like about Brighton more than other teams, and I said this on the in the back end of the pod last year, is I can see what they're doing, their identity and their recruitment. I see what they're building towards. Um, whereas that was my biggest gripe with someone like Villa, West Ham, etc. They just didn't have that. But maybe I'll be wrong. Fee, who do you think is going to be your surprise? Well, it's tough. Like, what, what I want to do right now, Luke, as you know, is make a big grandiose statement. Because I like <laughs> doing that. Um, but my initial thoughts when Ben posed this question uh, was Southampton because I really like what Rav Hasenhuttl was doing there and their front line is electric, it's exciting. Danny Ings, Nathan Redmond, even Adam Armstrong seems to have come to the party. Ward Prowse, um, who I completely forgot I said would be <laughs> a good player uh, last year, um, is a good player. And Kyle Walker-Peters um, bringing uh, youth to the right-back area. Um, then you've got the experience on the other side, Ryan Bertrand. But I think where they struggle is in defence. And because of the money spent elsewhere in the league, like I don't really see what prediction I could make about them. I could say, oh, maybe top half. But because I think that's, that might just be the like pinnacle of what they could achieve this year i could maybe say our oh, domestic cup but that's so unpredictable um so what i am going to say is i think marcelo bielsa will be the manager of the year okay uh big gap for that one um it's yeah that's just that would be a surprise for me so that's it fits it fits the mold he he is brilliant he is unbelievable. He is insane. Um, he gets his he gets his teams playing exceptional football, and I always use the example of his athletic Bilbao team that was just amazing and did so well in the Europa League. So I I think I think in an open league, I think manager of the year will be open, and I think Marcelo Bielsa could take it. All I'm gonna say is that if I was uh, if I was Frank down at the Chelsea training ground I'd be building those fences just a little bit higher that's all I would be saying uh, and maybe make sure the club shop's not selling binoculars um, it's a good it's a, it's a, that would be a shock Marcelo Bielsa that would be a shock I'd be shocked my shock which might not actually end up being a shock um, and it might be because I've been watching a little bit too much of the new Spurs all or nothing documentary um, I think that this is finally the year that Spurs break their duck for the first time. I think it'll be 13 years since 2008. Um, I think they're going to finally they're going to find a way of winning a cup. I think it's going to be the League Cup. 
um, because I think Mourinho will see that as his best opportunity. And I think they'll find a way of, you know, housing their way there. They're going to be um, That's what Mourinho has bought in people like Hoiberg, Hoibier even, um, in Joe Hart, in even Doherty. I think he's... I think it's going to be the year that Spurs finally win a trophy, which that's what they got Mourinho in for. And if he doesn't do it, then Spurs are where they always have been, which is really, really close. Uh, but I think, no, I think this, like you, like you said, Fee, this is the year that Mourinho does stuff, second year at a club when he feels comfortable. I think League Cup has got Spurs' name written on it already. That's my surprise package. Yeah, with Spurs... It's hard to say what would actually be success for Mourinho at Spurs. Silverware. A lot of people would say a lot of people would say a trophy, but I personally think that it would be more of a, an achievement for them to get top four than win the League Cup this year. I know that's probably not what people want to hear, but I think it comes from a place feeling. of look, look, as a, as a as a fan of a team that went a long time without silverware, um, and then when it returned, we've had quite a few cup successes. Um, I promise you that you remember the year that you won the FA Cup more than you remember the year that you got top four. Which, uh, like, uh, some people would say they'd rather get top four than than the FA Cup. I think that's that's fair enough. But as an Arsenal fan who we persistently would get top four, get to the knockout stage of the Champions League, get knocked out, rinse, repeat, and we didn't win anything. You don't really remember that. You especially don't want to remember when you get beaten 5-0 by Bayern twice or 5-0 and 5-1. Whereas you do remember beating the champions Chelsea in the FA Cup final you remember that silverware you hold on to it so I think that actually Spurs fans are desperate for that trophy and that's what Mourinho's been brought in for we're, we're, we're idiots if we don't think that he's there to win a trophy so that's the surprise package for me um we'll move swiftly on because it really is getting quite late in the evening and these surprise packages I think will be uh impacted by fatigue if we don't get on with it um but debut season is always an interesting one players sort of first season in the Premier League who do you think is going to surprise uh, the, the world and, and take it by force? Luke, who will you be going with? Debut season, uh, well, maybe it's my bias. But I think King Kai is going to have a good season. Uh, I think, I feel like I've said it before, but I think league-wise, I feel like Bundesliga to Premier League is often one of the more smooth transitions that players have. Um, they, they tend to complement each other um, in, in a similar manner, more so than the Spanish league and the Dutch league. The Italian league can, can be similar as well in some aspects. Uh, but I think, and I think the way Lampard wants to use him, I think he'll probably play on the right-hand side um, of, a th- of a three in midfield, but with, with license to sort of go and be himself. Um, he gets goals, he gets assists, he's a silky player, he's good in the air. What's not to like? I think he's a generational talent, not just for like Germany, but in in terms of the world. I'm not saying he's going to become one of the you know top top three players in the world, but I think comfortably will be an elite world class player in a couple of years. I uh I I completely agree, and I'm going to scoot in on your coattails there, uh, and I'm going to go for his teammate, Mr. Timo Werner. Um, having watched a lot of him at RB Leipzig, I I like the cut of his jib. Um. I'm concerned as to where he'll fit into Frank's system. Um, but having seen Chelsea play, I think they do enjoy a good counter-attack. Um, and as long as they give Timo a bit of licence to run in behind, I think he could have a very impressive season. I, I genuinely think he could score sort of upwards of 15-plus goals in the league. Um, if, if, if Frank can work out the right system for him. But I like him as a player, so I'd like him to have a good debut season. So the two Germans at Chelsea have the endorsement of, of three at the back. Fee, finish us off. Take us home. Debut season for you. Oh, complete opposite end of the spectrum for me. Um, ever since I saw this man play for Yeovil Town, I knew he was destined for great things. Luke Ayling at Leeds United. <laughs> Absolutely top draw right back. Um, he gets forward really well. He... he He's like a playmaking right back, but in a completely different way to Trent Alexander-Arnold. Like he's just everywhere on the right on the right-hand side of the pitch, and I think that he will have an impressive season. And you know, um, I look forward to seeing him play for Leeds in an exciting team that will result in Marcelo Bielsa winning the Manager of the Year. 
And Luke Ayling, PFA Player of the Year, uh, is on the same level as that prediction, in my opinion. Moving swiftly on to big season. So a player that's already been in the league, but this is the year they're going to absolutely explode onto the scene. Last year I went for Marcus Rashford. I'm not going too far away from that this year. Uh, I think Greenwood, obviously had a very good season this season, uh, sort of solidified his place along that front three. Talk of Man United still wanting to buy another winger for their squad. Um, I just think that Greenwood's done enough to be the starter in that team um, and there'll be a lot of football to be played, so hopefully he'll be the league starter. But in terms of a tall, fast striker with a really nice left foot, something very aesthetically pleasing about it I don't know if it's it's all sports but I've always had a lot of time for a left-sided player someone there's just something different about it the Alastair Cooks of the world um you know I've got a lot of time for a left left-sided player so there we go Mason Greenwood he's he's my he's gonna have a big season 15 goals Premier League that's huge that's huge for me I mean similar theme to be fair um I've gone for his compatriot and best mate um, Phil Foden uh, for very very similar reasons I think we'll, um, we'll definitely it's, I think it's telling really that City haven't um, attempted to fill the shoes um, of David Silva really at all um, in the transfer window and there's no, absolutely no rumours about them signing a creative midfielder um, because quite frankly they don't need to because they've got a really really good one um, already, I don't think he's going to get low. I don't think he's going to start every single game in the Premier League. He might only ever start twenty, um, but I think he'll have a very big season. I think it's a good shout, and I think that genuinely he'll be a. Bernardo Silva is obviously a fantastic player, but I just don't feel like he's as fancied at centre mid as he once was, and I think that Foden is probably above him in the pecking order. It's clear that Guardiola fancies him, and he was definitely one of the their shining stars in the restart. I mean, whenever he played, it seemed like City were a lot better. Fee, big season. Needs to be more clinical though. So uh, I'm sorry, just on Phil. He needs to needs to be more clinical. That comes with time. Maybe uh, that'll be this will be the year that he gets that. The I'll, I'll complete the holy trinity of young players for teams that will be challenging for top four and go for Christian Pulisic. Um because I like it. he was he was very good last year. But this year I think he's gonna be unreal. Like he he almost he almost kind of reminds me of Eden Hazard but an Eden Hazard that like works hard like he's got everything that Hazard has but he also just seems like a really big team player as well which I think is going to be really important um, to make sure that he plays a lot of games under Lampard. I think that's going to be a big thing for Lampard. Um, and whilst Chelsea have signed Havertz and Werner and lots of people are excited about them and Ziyech as well, um, I think Pulisic might be the one who shines shines the brightest out of that front four. And I'm really excited to see what he does this season. Um, obviously, I've said I think Chelsea will finish second. So I th- I'm expecting big things from your boys, Luke. I like I like the pick. I like the player. I like any player that celebrates a goal by saying "Let's f-ing go" uh, right into the camera when there's no crowd about. I was a big fan of that. Um, there's something so great about a commentator having to say "Sorry if you heard any of the bad language there." We'll do our best to cut that out of the broadcast next time because it's like, come on, lads, it's football. Um, now that's a very gammony take from me. And it's and normally <laughs> and normally it's hang on and normally it's after the watershed as well. Like a lot of the time, it's after the watershed. Yeah, it's like Champions it League. Is. I'm like, <laughs> why are you apologising? Like, yeah, but there's something any, about any like Drog- child should be in bed right now. There's something about Drogba screaming the f word down the camera. Like that's, <laughs> that is that is peak. Like as a broadcaster, you're just like our oh, head in hands. There's nothing we can do. Um, whistling swiftly. Yeah, through yeah, now. but but Ben, in my day, I was sent to bed and I had to watch a VHS recording of the match in the morning. You did, you did. Uh, I've I've heard that story before. The men in red. Here at Istanbul. Um, whistling switch with you because we've been talking for like almost an hour now, which is, you know, just three men talking is always good listening. Uh, top scorer. Same again. Harry Kane. Big Pierre. No, no, oh. no. Same as in who won it this year. Oh. Not my same prediction. Big Pierre. Didn't Jamie Vardy win it this year? Yeah. Oh yeah, he did. <laughs> I think it'll be Aubameyang. Aubameyang. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Because 
Avardi didn't score for like six months <laughs> and he still won it. Bloody facts getting in the way of things. Yeah, I'm going to go for uh, Harry Kane. Yeah, they're pretty smart. Shut up. Pretty if he smart. doesn't get injured, shut if up. If he doesn't yeah. get injured, who else is it gonna be? Jo- Jose is gonna. Mourinho doesn't allow him. more than five shots a game, Felix. Jose is gonna flog him to the ends of the earth, uh, and then be as, done. As he it. pointed out, to, as he pointed out to a reporter last year, strikers have done just fine under him before. He's gonna flog him I to know. death. Um, I will go. I will go with Mohamed Salah because I like him a lot. He's always up there, and I think Liverpool, you know, you just know he's going to start a lot of games. And there we go. Salah, Oba, Kane. All of all of them good picks in a in a fantasy football draft. We might talk about that a little bit later on. First manager to be sacked. Um, always a good one. I genuinely think with anyone that's just signed, a long-term contract is probably the one that's going to get sacked first. And for that reason, Scott Parker... I love you. You're like Tim Sherwood if Tim Sherwood was actually fun to listen to. Um, but I just, I think Fulham are going to struggle and I think you're going to be gone. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, it's 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 um, it's Scotty Parker for me. Fee? Um, I don't know whether it'll be a sacking. But I think Roy Hodgson might go from Palace. You'd love to see that. You would love to see that. Luke? I could see it. I could see it. Why don't you love that? Roy, I love Roy. Roy. I love Roy. We've got a lot to point for Roy. Um, me, I just... I, I really like him as a manager. Uh, and my, my hot, hot take is that he'll get sacked and then be appointed by another Premier League club later. Oh, in Mark the, Hughes style. Uh, in the season. That would be great. Exactly. It'll be Slav, though. Big Slav. I'm going for Slav. Yeah, go back to West Ham. That's what I heard. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, well, he could, though. You just he never could, know. Could. You just never know in football. Um, uh, I think they're all good takes. I I think that I can see them all happening. Um, so that I mean, we got we must be doing something right, lads. I mean, I'm sure some of these predictions will come off. Um, and we'll finish with the cups. I've obviously already said that I think Spurs will will finally win the league cup. Although maybe they'll win the FA Cup because it seems like City just own the league cup these days. Um, so I'm gonna. You literally started. Uh, yeah, it's literally my thought process exactly, uh, mate. Might... City have won the last four league cups. Yeah, it's not I... last five. No, it's not correct. And I, I United won it. It's the last. Yeah, United won it in 2017. It's three in a row. Um, but yeah, and genuinely, I have written down on my phone. I have Spurs to win the FA Cup. Yeah, Spurs and City for me as well. As well, a City. To... Yeah. Feet. Well, there's one team we haven't mentioned at all on this pod I think we've mentioned every other Premier League club uh, Leicester City Brig Brandy Rogers. are my tip for the FA Cup I don't think they'll win the League Cup because I think they'll be in the Europa League the first half of the season and I think they'll be knocked out of the Europa League at some point um, during the second half of the season which means they'll only have the FA Cup to play for and I could see them winning it um, League Cup Man City it can't be anyone else. The Carabao, <laughs> Carabao. Yep. It's actually since Carabao have sponsored the cup, they they did decree that only Manchester City can win it. So mm-hmm. yeah, it has yeah. to be them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, we're all on the same page. Uh, City have bought the cup. Uh, it just seems like over the past five years, it's been like Arsenal get the FA Cup, City get the League Cup, and then we'll we'll pretend to mix it up a little bit, but we won't really mix it up. I think much. it's just City's City's outrageous squad depth. Yeah, um, like in the all, early stages all, of the Carabao, all their outrageous draws. I think they've been at home to Port yeah. Vale at least four times <laughs> in the last. In the last three two years, I'm not, even, I'm, not, I'm not even sure that's. Yeah, I'm not even sure it's possible. But somehow they just always are at home to Port Vale. And if there's Those. a championship side in the semi-final of the League Cup, it will be Man City who draw them. It, it will. Those canny shakes, they find a way. Um, right, good, good job, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I think we'll leave it there. A quick mention i mentioned it a little bit earlier on uh, fantasy football obviously comes back when the premier league comes back which is very exciting uh, and as we did last year we have created our own little fantasy draft um and i think fee where can the lovely listeners go and find out a little bit more about it so uh we we've, we've got a, a lovely website now um i will be there will be an article up there with the details of the draft an alternative to fantasy premier league if you will because 
uh, this year in particular, a lot of people are getting very agitated about the monopoly that FPL has on the fantasy world and the issues that that causes when FPL lets you down a little bit. Aubameyang and Declan Rice, both midfielders, make it make sense. So, make it make sense. luckily... Luckily, we have a we have a guy Ben who loves running his fantasy draft. It's a really good game. So I'm gonna there's gonna be an article up uh, describing the details of the draft, and each week we'll be updating updating uh, the the readers on what happens in the draft. Uh, for first thing that the only thing to say is Luke uh, came on this pod and said to me from the off, Felix, your team is whack. So, yeah, I think I might be uh, might be struggling in the first few weeks. But it's a good game, and like I say, there's a website where you can go and read all about it. Yeah, just one man, his friends, and his spreadsheet. That's that's the way it is. As always, <laughs> you can follow the website. Can I just say, the website will be accessible on social media, which you're about yeah. to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll post links out on social media uh, at three at the back pod uh, to find us on Twitter. We're on Facebook as well, I think, probably still. I haven't touched Facebook in a no, long time. Um, so, you know, just follow us on Twitter. That's the simple way. Of... It's because you're under the age of 50, Ben. Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. fine. Most of our listeners probably are as well. Who knows? But yeah, follow us on Twitter. Uh, I will probably posted a link to our FPL league on there as well, uh, in case anyone wants to join us on that. Um, but until we see you again, stay safe and everything. Enjoy the return um, of, of Premier League football. Hashtag restart two. Uh, I've been Ben Henley Washford. I've loved having you along with me. I've also loved having you along with me the lovely Luke Bosher. Been a blast, mate. Been a blast. We should do it again sometime. Definitely. Have to have to stick it in the diary. And the dragged kicking and screaming into the 21st century, finally making a website, Felix Parkin. Yes. And it took all three of my brain cells to do it. <laughs> we'll see <laughs> we'll see you next time